Hola mi gente. Hello to my people. This is your girl Ella and I am an Afro-Latina mental health advocate. Welcome to another episode of Building You Up. The world keeps turning. Oh, what a day. What a day. What a day. Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning into episode three. I really hope that you're doing okay today. And for those of you who might not be doing so great, I hope that you feel better by the end of this show. So May is Mental Health Awareness Month. It's also um, really interesting to know that it's Masturbation Month, like Masturbation Awareness Month. I'm telling you, there is a month for every single thing. Anyway, so that's one of the reasons why I wanted to uh, launch, relaunch my podcast again during this month because that's what my show is all about. My show is all about self-help in regards to mental health and spreading awareness to the importance of paying attention to our mental health because mental health is one of the things that is most neglected when it comes to our general health. And two things that I I strongly believe in including in my language when I'm talking to people and trying to explain these things and try to and trying to help people are holistic health and mental health. And what holistic health essentially means is basically an ancient approach to health, which considers the whole person and how they interact with their environment, as well as how they interact with nutrition. It's something that emphasizes the connection of the mind, body, and spirit. It is about looking at the whole picture when you are trying to either treat an illness or prevent an illness. That is what holistic health means. In the context of holistic health, my priority, my main focus is mental health. However, in our society, we have been conditioned to focus on only one aspect of holistic health. And the reason why I say that is that we have been socialized to only focus on health as a physical aspect. So for example, It has been normalized for us to go and get our yearly annual checkups, which solely has to do with our physical health. However, how many of us go and get an annual mental health checkup? How many of us know what that entails or what that even looks like or what that even means? Often when it comes to our health, mental health is completely neglected. So for example, people that eat right, you know, exercise, take care of their physical health, go to the doctor every year to get their checkups and stuff like that, they are more likely to catch if they have some type of infection, if they have some type of disease, if they have some type of virus. But how many people are struggling on a daily basis under the pressures of life and trying to succeed in this American society where one day you might wake up and you're like, like, why do I feel so down and sad and depressed? Because you haven't been checking up on yourself or on your mental health, hunty. That's why. So <laughs> so that's why this week we're going to be talking about the struggle of living life and how it relates to mental health awareness. You know, that's what my show is completely about. I'm trying to bring awareness and I'm trying to normalize talking about dealing with and caring for your mental health. Okay, so let me tell you something. The struggle is real. It's okay 
okay that life is hard. It builds character. It teaches us lessons. It gets us prepared for each stage of life that comes throughout our lifetime on this earth. So it's not unnormal to face setbacks and to face difficulties in life. But what I think is not normal is that we do not have the right tools or skills or resources to deal with how life's fuckeries fuck us up in the head, honestly, or fuck us up emotionally. For real, I'm keeping it real. Us as an American society do not talk about mental health enough, if at all. And you know what? I have seen different reactions when it comes to the conversation of mental health and emotional well-being. First, I say mental health and people all of a sudden directly associate it with mental illness. Or I say mental health and I want to maybe check up on somebody or maybe tell one of my friends, you know, are you taking care of your mental health? And then they disregard that comment or they disregard that inquiry by saying, saying kind of like, I'm fine. I'm okay. I'm good. You know, like it's not relevant to them or it's not relevant to to their entire well-being. We would rather as a society talk about mental health in the positive than acknowledge the negatives or the illnesses that could be associated with our mind. I think that there is a general societal fear of losing our mind. And so when we have that fear of losing the mind or even becoming ill in any type of way, because, you know, mental illness, people who have mental illness are considered the outcast of our world, you know, when that happens, then nobody wants to be associated with mental health or dealing with their mental health. Because as soon, as soon as you say, are you taking care of your mental health? Somebody's going to say, I don't got no problems. Why I got to think about that? So we need, we really need to start cultivating conversations in which we normalize it because the stigmatization of mental illness has simultaneously stigmatized mental health. Look, if you have a problem or if you have a struggle, you are probably not the only one. But it's completely understandable how you might feel alone when it comes to your fight against the fuckeries in life, especially if your issues have to do with mental health or if your issues or your life circumstances affect your mental health, which, you know, most struggles do. I believe that one of the best ways to not feel alone is by telling your story or just expressing your current struggle to someone, anyone, or just having conversations about how to deal with the stress that you might be feeling so that you can get the right tools and resources. Also, telling your story is a way to feel empowered as well as a way to introduce problem solving to the equation. Some mental health issues can be um, problem solved. There are others that cannot, but that's why we talk about it. That's why we normalize the conversation around men- uh, mental health. You see, just talking about it, whatever it might be, is a, is powerfully cathartic. But sometimes I think that it's difficult to trust people with our thoughts and emotions, especially if we have been abandoned or betrayed in the past. Also, there are times when we might cite ourselves due to conditioning, honestly. I mean, I was taught to be quiet, you know, and sometimes this is due to shame, guilt, or fear. And sometimes those things that we were taught when we were younger about just being quiet, you don't talk about it, it's, 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 it's something that you, that you sweep under the rug, sometimes that then snowballs into adulthood. And it goes back to what, I, to what I was saying before about us not having the right tools, the right skills and resources to deal with the effects of our conditioning, which then affects our mental health. You know, other times I just think that there is a culture of silence when it comes to the struggle, especially in relation to mental health and emotional well-being. For example, 
home. NAMI is the National Association or National Alliance for Mental Illness. And NAMI reports that approximately one in five adults in the U.S., that's 43.8 million or 20% of the population, experiences mental illness in a given year. But nearly 60% 60 of adults with mental illness didn't receive mental health services in the previous year. This is over 25 million people in one year in America. How many of those seemingly happy social media influencers, actors, comedians, or everyday people that you pass by or know personally do you think are included in these numbers? Now, how many of them do you think suffer in silence and feel alone in their struggle just like you do? The thing is, there are tons of reasons and theories why those with mental health struggles do not receive mental health services. However, my ongoing theory is that a lot of folk do not seek mental health services due to this culture of silence, which has been partly fueled by the stigma of mental illness. This culture of silence negatively affects how we talk about mental health, self-care, and overall wellness. There are millions of people without mental illness struggling with life's fuckeries. Let me say that again. There are millions of people without mental illness, no mental illness, that are just struggling with life's fuckeries. And these life fuckeries affect their mental health. And these people feel sad, alone, anxious, and unheard. They suffer in silence because of the stigma. This stigma causes a ripple effect that leaves many people feeling insecure in regards to talking about this thing called life. Because that's what it is at the end of the day. It's not, it's not this, 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 uh, this broad phenomenon of mental health. You get what I'm saying? It's really life. Like, how are you dealing with life, bro? Like, how are you dealing with life, sis? And how is life, you know, causing you to feel like you're buckling under the pressure? That's that's all this conversation is, honestly. Like, how are you doing? How are you feeling? What do you need? Like, do, do you even know what you need? So, so what about them? What about these people that I'm talking about? Is this you? Has this been you? To be honest, this has been me many times, even recently. I remember that uh, last year I was under so much stress. You know, life was hitting me left, right, up, down, all around in circles that I ended up having a stroke. And I'm nowhere near 30. I'm still mid-20s and this girl had a stroke. It was actually called a hemiplegic migraine, but migraines are, assi- are essentially mini strokes. I had to quit my job and I'm still suffering from it today. Not the migraines, but the effects of neglecting my mental health and just keeping pushing forward without paying attention to myself and stopping and taking a breath fucked me up completely. I had never experienced something like that before. And when I went to the doctors, they couldn't find shit. But let me tell you what, when I started paying attention to my mental health, going to therapy, talking about it, even starting this initiative of self-love, self-care, and mental health awareness, things started to change around completely for me. That is how powerful your mind is. Your mind is so powerful that it can manifest illness in your body. That's why that's one of the things that I talked about in the beginning is about holistic health because what holistic health focuses on is the entire picture. How are all these different aspects of your health functioning and working together or working against each other? Holistic health has to do with the spiritual, the mental, the physical, the emotional. And we need to be focusing on our entirety in order to push forward and get through life. 
But now I want to talk about different types of ways that we can start being more mindful and caring about our mental health and paying attention to ourselves, especially in communities of color, in communities of color, because I think that it has been ingrained in our societal makeup to ignore ourselves. And I'm talking more about people of color. But overall, you know, we are taught that if we are angry or if we are sad about something that we're doing too much or we are taught to work harder, to sleep less. You know, there there is this undertone in our society about the grind and about succeeding, succeeding in life, which also causes us or promotes unconsciously for us to ignore ourselves and neglect ourselves. And that affects our mental health. An example of that is the um, the way people idolize team no sleep. Like it's really cool out on these streets for you to talk about how you're hustling, how you're grinding, how how you are, you know, trying to succeed in life and how you are literally going through sleep deprivation and neglecting yourself and hurting yourself and harming yourself and making yourself sick in order for you to achieve success. How rational is that, y'all? Like really think about it. Like really think about it. Team no sleep sleep. We have conditioned ourselves to think that that's okay, you know, and then and then and then what happens is that we neglect ourselves and we neglect our mental health. And then and then when people start talking about mental health, self-care or um, self-love, then that becomes the radical idea that it's so out of the box. But hunty, what you are doing, not eating to 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 get this degree, not sleeping to start this business, dealing with a with a with a whack ass Mark Buster who who want to talk to you all silly and you still pushing through and telling everybody you fine you fucking your own self over honey you fucking your own self over and it's not your fault though i think that there's a lot of different factors into why we neglect our mental health but the time is now to start shifting our perspectives okay and start shifting our um positioning when it comes to what is really important so i am going to now focus on different ways we can start practicing and paying attention to our mental health one way is to get a mental health checkup at a therapist's office now i know i know i know i know the first thing that people say is i can't afford therapy Okay, okay, honey, okay. I have a post for that coming up real soon. But in the meantime, between time, did you know that you can conduct an at-home self-mental health examination? Yes, you can do your own mental health checkup. Now, I am currently working on a list and a procedure that I suggest to do when you're conducting a mental health checkup, but that's not ready yet. It will be very soon. So for right now, I can provide you some links and the going to be in the show notes of different um, very trusted websites and organizations that provide different questions and um, essentially a starting point for you to examine how you're doing emotionally and mentally. And if any of these items raise a concern, you can talk to your healthcare provider. And when I say healthcare provider, that does not mean a therapist. You can go to an actual primary healthcare provider and they are equipped to give you referrals. Why this is so important, why I'm pointing this out to go to your primary healthcare provider is because more times than not, your insurance, whatever medical insurance that you have is going 
going to cover an initial visit or an annual visit to your healthcare provider. And and that cost is very low to almost zero dollars depending on what kind of insurance that you have. So it's a good starting point if you're somebody who's like, I don't have any money for mental health. There are ways around it. Additionally, another kind of tip in regards to getting your mental health checkup or seeing a therapist is the different resources that are out there in regards to a sliding scale. A lot of therapists offer services on a sliding scale. There are tons of directories out there with um, different therapists that offer different services for different prices and different insurances. Additionally, if you are a college student, there is your on-campus counseling location and they can help you sign up for insurance. Some schools even have their own in-house insurance that they provide to students. There's also community counseling places. There's also places where you have master students who are who are working on their practice or they're working on getting their training hours in order to be able to practice full-time as a counselor. You can go to those places and they're very low cost. And I know some people are weary about going to somebody who is not completely certified yet but you got to give people a chance like if you're sitting up here and you have an issue with your mental health you know you need help and you're coming up with all these reasons why you can't get the help that you need then that's non-congruence that means that two things are not adding up and you're causing more issues for yourself think about it you have a problem somebody offers you the solution and you don't want to take it most times and not that means you're just not ready to make the change you're still in the pre-contemplating mode which is fine you know I've been there before you know what I'm saying but at the same time it's like honey how much longer do you want to suffer for real like for real so that's that's my first tip my first tip to you is to get a mental health checkup either you can start at home with yourself doing a self-examination which is also considered a form of introspection or you can go to your primary health care provider or you can go directly to a therapist but check in with yourself check in with yourself additionally I'm just letting you know you can go to one session I think that you can go to one session because if you can afford that subscription box if you can afford those shoes if you can afford that um subscription to Netflix okay ask yourself why am I so defensive when someone tells me to go to a therapist why is my first response I can't afford it. You can do anything that you that you desire, honestly. We all as human beings have the capability to make shit work. And if you look at your life thus far, no matter what stage you are in your life, you've probably figured out a way to make shit work. It's all about priorities. It really is about priorities. Now, I know that every situation differs from each other, but I really believe that there is a reason behind people saying I can't I can't afford it and that we really need to start paying attention to those things that we prioritize. Now, the second way that you can start taking care or paying more attention to your mental health and cultivating um, holistic well-being into your life is checking in with yourself. Everybody says that. It's very cliche when I figure out a way to say it my own way, you know, I'll deliver it to you on this podcast. But for now, I'm just going to have to say it the cliche way. And um, what that means to me is kind of just slowing down. You know, um, it's all about number one, like I said, priorities. This is number two, slowing down. And you know, I really think asking the question why is a huge part of mental health. The reason why I say that is, let's say that you're in a job 
that you despise 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 completely but you have already told yourself this narrative of I have to I have to work here because of a b and c I have to work here for whatever many years because a b and c or maybe you've told yourself I can't leave this job because a b and c I can't I have to I can't I have to I can't I have to all of that is going on in your head and then throughout this entire time you're feeling sick you know you're feeling kind of you hate this place you feel unhappy and maybe at that job there's shit that you deal with like my aggressions or maybe there is passive aggressive behavior maybe it's not a healthy environment for you but you keep telling yourself that you have to and you keep sticking to it and you keep putting your head down and you keep saying I just this is what I gotta do have you ever stopped yourself and asked yourself why why am I putting myself through six eight years of college and and racking up these loans and stressing myself out financially have you asked yourself why Does anybody relate to that type of situation? Has anybody asked, like, why am I in this job that might be paying me over 60,000 a year or whatever, but I feel like shit and I've convinced myself that I have to stay here? Why? Have you asked yourself, you know, you've been in this relationship for over six or seven years and you feel like you've been treated like shit and you've convinced yourself that you have to stay in it? Why? Like, have you really told yourself why? (laughs) Like, are you somebody who deals with, let's say, an abusive mother or abusive father, we'll say emotionally, and you talk to them all the time and you tell yourself, oh, I just got to deal with this person because they're blood. Have you asked yourself why, why you are submitting yourself to disrespect by friends, by family, because, because of what the years that are put in, because of the blood that's put in? Have you, have you tried to challenge the narrative of that you tell yourself or the narrative that our society has created around different sectors of your life, like relationships, work, physical, all these things that are being told to you, the things that you're supposed to do, have you adopted them and said, yes, this is what I'm going to do. And then you feel and then you feel upset or sad because you feel like something's off. That's your mental health, honey. That right there is your mental health right there. That that uneasy, conflicting feeling, all of that has to do with your mental health. So if you want to start caring for your mental health, if you want to start paying attention, ask yourself why. Start questioning all these things that you have subscribed yourself to, all these structures around yourself, all these things that you've been taught and that you have adopted as truth. It's time to unlearn what we were taught and to teach ourselves new ways of living and loving and caring for ourselves and others. Okay, so let's review. If you want to level up on your mental health awareness, number one, you have to, have to, have to do a mental health checkup, either by a professional or you can do it at home or you can even do it with both. First starting at home and then taking it to the professional. Number two, it's about slowing down and checking in with yourself. This can mean actually just talking to yourself like you would check in with your friend. So if I were addressing myself, I would, I would say, hey, Ella, what, what's going on with you? You've been feeling kind of down what's happening what do you need and I would literally talk to myself either out loud or in my head as if I was my own friend okay and last but not least it would be asking those tough questions asking yourself why so those are my three ways to level up on your mental health awareness I hope that this episode was helpful and insightful and motivating and every other positive word that I cannot think of right now (laughs) please 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 comment so subscribe, rate me, send me your 
thoughts, ideas. I want to let you guys know that I am now on iTunes. The majority of you know that I started on SoundCloud and I am on Google Play as well as TuneIn and Anchor. What I really, really like about Anchor is that my audience, you, the the listeners, can send me audio messages. So if you download that app, you can interact with me and I could have you featured on the show. I would love that. I would love to interact with you. Thank you so much for listening to me today on this Wellness Wednesday. I hope that the rest of your day is everything and more. So tune in next week where I'm going to partner up with a special website that I will be surprising you guys with or giving you the details about later on in the week and I am going to be doing a special episode to end mental health awareness month that has to do with my own story of healing and recovery and um, my struggle with mental health in itself once again this is the end thank you so much for listening I adore you guys peace out